0: What's going on, everybody? How we doing? It's your boy, Matt Burrill. Welcome back to the In The Round podcast. And uh, today we've got a very special episode. Um, A guy who I consider a good buddy nowadays, who I met within the last year, who's had a big song drop this past week. Uh, It's our buddy, Mark Oriott, uh, the singer of the song, Masturbator. You know about them folks that are really good out there on the lake, on the pond, on the water. And uh, we had a great conversation. But before we get into that, Got to tell y'all once again about our sponsors, Whale Tail Media, Whales, BZ, uh, the, the whole crew back at uh, Whale Tail Media. They take care of you. Anything you need, content, content, content. They even have a separate division called Whale Tail Weddings if you're out there getting hitched. So look them up, Whale Tail Media Co. Second, we got our friends at Saxman Studios, our boys Grady and Grant and Tim and Saul and Will and the, the whole team over there. They... They make you feel like you're at home when you're doing the recording process. They've been in the game a long time, they've had some notable projects come out of there. And uh, they're just all around big supporters and great dudes in the scene. So make sure you check them out. Look them up. Saxman Studios. And last but certainly not least, definitely enjoyed the, these guys on this episode. Uh, it's our friends from Trailside CBD Emporium. Our boy Andrew and uh, the team over there. They've always got the hookup, uh, whether you need CBD tinctures, products, Delta 8 tinctures, products, dabs, oils, gummies, cartridges, flour, whatever it is that you want Delta 8 THC related. Hit them up and you can use the promo code ITR at checkout for 20% off your order. You know, check them out. They are the shit. We'll also be at our Writers' Round tomorrow night, so come stop by and say hey to them there. Now without further ado, let's get into it. The pride of Oregon himself. It's Mr. Mark Oriot on the In The Round Podcast. So when was the first time you met Ryan Nelson?
1: <laughs> so, The first time I met Ryan Nelson was probably, I want to say like, five six years ago i was i was a random like i think i ran into him at uh revival and he was just like that wild out there like like seemed like he was really trashed guy and i was like that guy is the guy that i want to be like when i first met him i was like he's freaking awesome uh, what did parties
0: it, i feel like every like people that meet ryan nelson and at different times the way you talk about those times is what haircut did ryan nelson have so when you <laughs> met ryan nelson what is his, what is his hair look like uh, it
1: was it was the it was the little longer right before it got short
0: so I was I met Ryan Nelson. Kepsi was actually with me. We met Ryan Nelson on the same night, uh, September of 2018. He had just cut his hair. Okay. It was th- I met uh, my first time seeing Ryan Nelson was at the Show Up Drunk Release Whiskey Jam. Oh, nice. Okay. So I caught him on a pretty wild night. Like that, I, yeah, that okay. was a wild. But <laughs> so when you first met him, so did you meet him with? Because we got a lot of mutual friends, dude. Yeah. Um, who was like the crew you were like hanging with, or if you can remember.
1: Honestly, at the time, I think it was uh, it was me and Baker Grissom. Uh, we I had I hadn't even known Baker for very long. I think we had we had met at Blue Bar, probably like uh, six R. months P. before. I, I know, wish R. I P. could have experienced that. It was like that. my favorite bar. Like we had so much fun there. So many good rounds.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard so many good things about it that I'm I'm just like, why did it close? Like if it was so popular, like they had what nothing happened?
1: going on like any other day other than like the two nights a week they had rounds, which was
0: threesome Thursdays.
1: Uh, there was there was that one. Uh, Jadis was running one. and I can't remember what the name of that round was, to be honest. But that was like his, one of his first ones. I think that he did for a while. And then Barbara Cloyd ran one. The one she she works up at the Bluebird. She's like one of the big people up there, and she was running one on Thursdays for a while. And I think that was the threesome Thursday one. Yeah,
0: because I've heard I've heard just so many people like the blue bar rewind like five years ago
1: it's terrible to watch from like the losers rooftop when you're sitting up there and just look at that place as just a flat concrete lot yeah because
0: like a lot you figure back that time i mean obviously guys guys and girls like like yourself were playing but you think back five years ago the guys and and the girls that are that are huge now everybody were, was playing that like like you got to think i mean back in that time five years ago that puts you a 2016 so like Luke had really started popping off then, right? Yeah,
1: I don't More- think I ever played one with him there, but I definitely played one with uh, Maron Morris one time before she blew up. you Serious? I played one with Brett Young before he blew up. Like he was like just getting close, and same with her. She took off like six months after that. And wow. Ashton McBride used to play there all the time, like way back in the day. It was I, I remember I remember specifically one night I was playing like some random round, uh, and it was it was actually cool because I had met a guy. At Douglas Corner, a few weeks before that, R.I.P. to that RIP place R.I.P. Douglas too. Corner was too. Cool yeah, everything's spot. shutting down. And this dude, uh, he was he was a songwriter, but he didn't really like play out. But he knew a bunch of people. And he introduced me to some guy named Philip Moore, and he produced like my first song that I put out. Uh, he used to work for Warner. He was like a producer for them. He's done a bunch of stuff there. He used to have a publishing deal through somewhere. I don't remember back in the day. Uh, but anyway, uh, I got to playing around with. My buddy Sean, who hadn't really played in a whole lot of rounds before, he brought Philip and he brought Ray Scott, and Ray Scott. And so I'm just sitting in this like a group of people that I'm like, man, these guys have hits. Like I don't know what I'm doing. You know, Ray's got all his great songs that he played. Drinking beer,
0: yeah, all by myself,
1: yeah, ain't always thirsty. <laughs> I mean, he's got all those, and then uh, there was the those jeans or whatever. Yeah, I love that one. Dude, and then Philip had one. like he had like a, a huge uh, Clay Walker cut back in the day. I think it was a uh, a few questions and then there was another like randy travis cut it's like pray for the fish it was ironically like my favorite randy travis song ever and i'm sitting there like oh no way like i I just met this guy and we actually became great friends afterwards like i said he produced my first song and my whole little cd ep that i tried to put out at one time during some back home shows it was weird
0: damn man so you talk about back home so you've been in nashville you said what it's been eight years
1: uh i'm coming up on eight and a half right around now
0: eight and a half years and you're from oregon so talk about home a little bit i think you're the first person from oregon we've ever had on here
1: uh yep i'm from the pacific northwest oregon uh gaston oregon to be exact where my family lives up around hag lake uh it's middle of nowhere like i mean there's there's like 500 so or less So maybe you you answer this question,
0: town. this is something I've always wanted to ask somebody from Oregon. I Shoot. think I might have asked you already. Is, is, is Bigfoot real? Like, what the fuck's up with that? Like, <laughs> is, is it a real thing? Or is it just a way to drive tourism to the Pacific Northwest?
1: I mean, at this point, like, I feel like the Bigfoots have been sighted, like, all over the country. So I don't know, but I know it's a big thing in the Pacific Northwest. I've never personally seen one, but I've heard a lot of stories of people that have. Really?
0: Uh, What's the wildest Bigfoot story you've heard?
1: So when I was growing up, we had this place like uh, about five miles on a gravel road behind my house called Lee Falls. And it was like behind a gate. My dad and all his friends growing up used to go there. And it was like you had to walk two and a half miles or so in. And once you got in, there was like a waterfall that you could jump off of and go swimming. It was colder than hell. The water's mountain runoff, so it's freezing and uh so he did in the dead of summer when it was warm but anyway i'd always heard this story about like underneath the waterfall there was like a cave where like some guy that lived near there had said he saw a bigfoot and he started like shooting at it and it kept running it jumped off there and jumped in the water and he was like where did it go and then he ended up going under there and finding a cave and said that that was where it lived in and i was like ah it's absolute horseshit you know like there's no possible way if he
0: does if he doesn't if he doesn't bring up the cave and to jump it in the water, shit. Yeah. Like I, I, I kind of believe that. I would have
1: believed it, but then so here's where it got funny. When I was about like 16 17 years old, we were down there, and I told a couple of my buddies that story, and they're like, "Ah, no way, whatever." And I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna go like under a waterfall into a cave if there is one and get stuck." So I was like, "Toss me some rope," and they hung onto it up top, and I jumped down, and I went underneath the waterfall, kinda, and about like five feet under the water, there was a hole, and I went back in there, and there like legitimately was a cave. And I mean, it was, it wasn't like super, it was like maybe like eight foot by 10 foot deep, you know, but it had been there for forever. And, you know, there was like, there was legitimately like bones and skeletons and shit in there. And I don't know if it was like stuff that swam in there and got stuck or whether something actually did live there at some point. But I do know that last time I went home and I talked to my dad, apparently our new neighbor that just moved in is apparently an avid Bigfoot person. Like they, they'd like go outside and you'll hear weird noises at night. And he's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's Bigfoot's talking back to each other. And I was like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." My life. like, I don't, I don't know what kind of drugs that guy's doing, but it's Oregon. A lot of things are legal.
0: Yeah, what's what's it like growing up in a place like Oregon? Because I'm an East Coast guy, I'm, I'm a 30 minutes outside New York City guy. Freaking Derek Jeter poster sitting right there. Yeah. What's it like growing up in the like? What's the Pacific Northwest like? Like, obviously, music scene. You think of like Seattle and like yep, Portland. Seattle's and, got a big and, music scene up there. Not necessarily country though.
1: No, there there really wasn't like. I mean, we had festivals and stuff like that, but Oregon didn't have like a whole lot of big like country bands over there. They had people that would play at country music festivals and fairs and stuff like that.
0: So, How's a cool guy daughters. like you get into it?
1: I uh, I was I was kind of one of those guys that I, I I always like in high school I picked up a guitar, I taught myself, and it was one of those things where I didn't know how to play a lot, but I would be like the funny guy at a party or at school carrying around my guitar like an asshole. Which you still are the funny yeah, guy. I mean, you're, the you're, funny guy. You're, you're fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, I would just awesome. play some stupid songs around a bonfire and yeah. people would laugh and it'd be like haha. Never really was like the musician type like, where I got into playing a lot. And then I moved out to Eastern Oregon after leaving college for my fir- after my first year. So I got a fire department internship. That was what I wanted to do. And while working over there, I was at – uh there was, like, a the Pendleton Rodeo is a big thing we have over yeah. there. And I had went over there to that rodeo one weekend. And after getting done, I went into a bar and I met uh, a guy that said he was a songwriter and whatnot. He told me a bunch of songs he wrote and whatnot. And honestly, to this day, I still can't remember his name. He was, like, an old dude. And it was one of those things I was I was trash, but he, he, he told me to – you know, just, you want to write country music, just write a song about your life. And I went home and I, I wrote a song with a couple, uh, I, I, just a story in my head, basically, of something that happened to me in high school where I was out one night, you know, with a girl on a Saturday night and we got wild. I, I mean, it was just, a, we went to a party, shit got crazy, you know, like when we, we were out all night and we showed up to church same small town church wearing the same things we were wearing before like my boots and jeans were muddy wow. she was missing a button on her shirt her hair's trashed you know like i got barbed wire cuts on my arm like it was just like that <laughs> kind of thing and that was what the song was about and uh i started playing it around and people were like oh dude that's awesome you should, you should write music and that's kind of how i got into that i guess actually starting to write my own stuff
0: that's fucking awesome dude like yeah. that literally like you 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 lived yeah like you so how much of your music would you say you've lived because there's a lot of writers that write from personal experience there's a lot of writers that don't
1: so before i moved here literally everything that i wrote was something that i lived because i was writing it by myself and then as you get to town you kind of realize as you start to do the co-writing scene it's more like somebody in the rooms lived part of it or like you've seen part of it at some point and you kind of just throw yourself in those shoes and write the story as if you are that person and like there might be parts of it that are something really close to you, but there might be other parts that are closer to other people or you're just trying to hit somebody who's experienced that feeling you're yeah. trying to portray, I guess.
0: Yeah, who are some of those initial – who are some some OG Mark Oria co-writers? What's, what's the process you move into town? Who are some of those early friends? Because you got a strong crew now, and it wouldn't surprise me if that was the crew when, when you got here that you just kind of found.
1: So a lot of the guys I hang out with now are uh, guys that I met like after – like a year or two in town. Like I got closer with them, but like, there's still guys that like, I mean, just the other night we were at a live Oak at that show. I was playing. And I ran into Warren Garrett, which who he's, uh, he's dating, uh, Hunter, Hunter yep. girl. And, uh, he was literally my first friend in town. Like I was here wow. for a day, and I think I was like, I didn't, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where to meet people. And
0: and he he's a uh, Anderson, South Carolina, yeah, so way back Seneca behind the backwoods or yeah, something. Like, whatever he always says, He gives off that Brantley Gilbert vibe. He he's a he's, uh, he's a he's a southern. He's got the bullet boy. shell necklace. How'd you guys
1: How'd you guys first meet? So it was, I got on like some Nashville songwriters Facebook group, and I posted that I was like, I'm new to town. I want to write with people. I want to do some stuff. Get out. And he replied. And, like, so I was, like, hey, man, cool, yeah, whatever, sounds fun. And then he sent me his number, like, right off the bat. So I'm, like, all right, whatever, he says, you should come hang out. And I was, like, today? And he's, like, yeah. So this is, like, two days in town. And I pull up to this guy's house. is out in, like, uh, Old Hickory area, like, uh, past the Hermitage, way up that way. And uh, I pull up to his house, and here's this, this guy, like, wearing, like, some cutoff shirt, and he's barefoot on his front porch just chain-smoking cigarettes. And he's got, like, some big... Folgers can like out there he's tossing them all into and his gun's sitting there on the porch and I'm like the hell am I walking into and so I get out the truck and I mean I, I'm a redneck from the middle of nowhere too so I had my gun on my side and it was like "Yep, yeah, cool whatever you got yeah and I set my gun down and he's like we're gonna be great buddies and we literally wrote like two and a half songs that day
0: no shit
1: yeah and still to this day like I said I just ran into him on Monday like we don't hang out all the time anymore yeah. he's busy he's on the road all the time and I'm doing whatever the hell I'm doing all the time so yeah but we ran into each other we had a couple of drinks the other night and he was talking about he's going to be out on the road here soon. He wanted somebody to go out and play with him in a couple, a couple of towns out of here, like at Chicago and stuff. And I was like, I am in. I'm down. Hell Why yeah, not?
0: dude. Yeah, and he's um, Chicago. Like he, he's a guy. Have you been to Chicago before?
1: I have been to their airport. I've never actually been to the city.
0: Chicago's cool.
1: I've heard that it's pretty fun. Chicago's
0: cool, and I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Delta Eight that we're enjoying right now, and all that. But they got some uh, some laws up there, a little bit different than the laws down <laughs> the, here. And laws
1: uh, up there about what they're like where I'm from.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so was that weird for you coming from a state where it was, like, super legal and, like, super, like, cool, like, it's the end thing to do to come to the Bible Belt? Was that hard? Especially 20, you come eight and a half years ago. That's, what, 2013? When I
1: first moved here, it still wasn't legal. In Oregon? It was was legal in Colorado and Washington, and I think they were almost going to make it legal in, in California. Wow. But in Oregon, at the same time as it wasn't legal, it was like... Medical was legal, and And all you had to do was go into any doctor, and they'd have a list like up on a wall on a poster that said, if you have any of these 900 things, just tell the doctor, and we'll we'll give you a medical card. And so people would walk in and be like, I have uh, uh, autism. And they're like, that's not on the list. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I mean asthma. And they'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever, here's your... here's your medical card. You're good to go. You can here's, have all the weed you
0: want. Here's your legal weed. And by like, the way, it's very, very good. It
1: took nothing to get a medical card in Oregon. Like I have a shoulder that pops in and out of socket and it doesn't hurt. Like most of the time I could have walked in and just done that. And they would be like, yeah, here's your weed card. Jeez, But I had That's one of the awesome. jobs. I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So your job. So you're a guy who's done a lot of the first responder stuff, which thank you for that, by the way. It takes a very special person. To, oh, no worries, man. It takes a very special person to go out and do that. Like whether, whether it's, whether it's out there, out there, the boys in blue or your firefighter EMT and all that stuff. So if you, so you did the EMT thing, was that, do you have any other jobs beside that, beside that moving to town?
1: Um, so when I, when I first moved here, I was, it was, it was hard to switch. Tennessee's kind of hard to switch your license over. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so it took me a couple of months to get that to happen before I moved here, but I ended up actually getting it like the week I moved here. And so I, I bled into a job. They knew they'd already hired me. They were trying to, they knew my license was coming kind of thing, but I worked as a bouncer at Coyote Ugly.
0: No shit. Yeah,
1: down on 2nd
0: Avenue. Kepsi, I think's been to Coyote Ugly with us before. I've been it's to, an interesting bar. It it is, man, and there's This a, one's a
1: lot different than a lot of the other ones, too. Yeah, it was on 2nd and it was always empty until the nighttime.
0: Until the late nighttime late when you night, when you that, got that when you, you got just you, Yeah, and you so I I did my first year in town. I was on Broadway. I did um a year of pretty much door, um, a lot of day shift, but some night shift, weeknight door at Whiskey Row. Oh, did you Church really? Bentley's bar? Nice. I never bounced a day in my life. And, I hadn't either. Man, what what was that like for you?
1: Man, it was it was honestly it was it was interesting. You know, I had to go out and get my license for that, which that was a that was That's a joke of a eat, class, you know. Bro, easy.
0: yeah, did you go to the guy at the church? Uh,
1: no, I, I, I honestly can't remember the guy's name, but everybody was using him at like Tootsie's and everywhere at the time yeah. and, like a bunch of cops were using him like for different training and whatnot. He was he did everybody's stuff at the time. I think his name was Mike or something. I don't know. Black,
0: black dude. It was a white dude. Okay. See, I had a guy at like at like a gospel church, like North Nashville.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, I brought like a notepad. I was like, if I got to learn this shit, I got to learn this shit. I'm coming out of radio where there's a lot of detail involved and all that. And that one's just like, hey, and, check and he was And like, he was like, bro, like this, this, this. Okay. I'm going to sign this, 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 this. I'm going to sign this. Like, And we were in and out and quick. Yeah. Like, a lot quicker than I needed it was, to was. It was a very quick so, class. So you learn on the job. Like, what was, kind of it, shit it, it would was you, you get into? It was all just on
1: the job, but, like, it was It was weird, too, because, like, I, I was, I was like, in a serious relationship before I moved here, and, like, when I got out, like, that was the only person I hung out with, other than, like, people at work, so I didn't know how to talk to people, and that job, like, really threw me into, like, hey, you had to, like, learn how to talk to people again. Very friendly bartenders. Being very friendly, and then, but like, also just being, yelling at people on the street, trying to get them to come in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what, like, what would your pitch be?
1: Honestly, I would just pick out the hottest girl I would see or the not hottest girl I would see and talk to her every time and just yell and be like, hey, y'all should come in. We got drink spe- specials. And I'd say the same thing I still say to this day in the bar. I'd be like, oh man, you're super hot. Like, do you want to get married or something? They'd be like, what? And I'd be like, nah, just kidding. You don't want to marry me. I got bad credit. <laughs> or just some like, terrible line like that. They'd laugh and they'd be like, come on in the bar. Let me see your ID. Hell yeah. It's yeah. good times.
0: Yeah, because I've been to Coyote Ugly maybe, maybe only once or twice. Do you still go downtown a lot or only when you're gigging?
1: Honestly, when it's usually when I'm gigging or when uh, I got uh, friends or family coming into town. You know, I'll go out and tear up Broadway for, like, a night. But honestly, working on the, the I work the party bikes and stuff now, and there's a lot of times where, like, you'll have a group that's just super fun, and they want to party with you. And when you get off work after you're all done, it's like, yeah, I'll meet you up down there if they're still out, and they'll send you a message, and you'll go meet up with them at whatever bar they're at and have a bunch of drinks and go party.
0: Yeah, I used to do that when I was bouncing. Yep. Like, because Whiskey Row, I'd get... I'd work like a 9 a.m. to like 6 or 7 p.m. shift on like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you meet these tourists or you meet usually of the of the opposite sex and um preferably. yeah preferably um Again, i've, there's, I've there's had some, i've had some fun, da- fun nights I, with dudes i've so. had some fun nights with dudes too where it's just why wow, my thing is i don't drink like i have my shit that i do and i usually that's a whole nother aspect that. i can't even
1: imagine not drinking well my well, my thing is yeah
0: my thing is i don't drink but i i i, I hit my delta to eight like i have a damn i have a good time, a and, good time. but that i used to true. drink a lot of red bulls too i used to drink upwards of like seven eight red bulls a night
1: that is an insane do you have a heart left
0: i I somehow I do and I smoke a pack a day too. It's not good it's like, not good for I'm taking time bomb. I'm one year away from twenty seven I don't want to be in that club. I ain't <laughs> worth the shit, so I want to be in that club, but it's like you gotta be careful, you know, yeah, I get it fuck man so so you did that so um music stuff, when did you first start like putting all that shit out
1: um so back in like twenty nineteen I, I decided to put a song out, and uh like I said I didn't I think I told you earlier, I didn't really do a whole lot of marketing with it. It was basically just so. People had something to click why, on. Why
0: wait so long on putting something out?
1: Honestly, it was one. It, I didn't really know I wanted to be an artist. Like I was one. Of the, I I just wanted to be the songwriter. I Wanted to be the guy that like gets called to go on the road and on the bus with somebody, and you go write four or five good songs with them for like a ten day trip or something. and Then you're back home and doing whatever you're doing before. And I want to be the guy with a farm in the middle of nowhere, being a redneck. That's what I grew up doing. And <laughs> I like riding four wheels and shooting guns. How many, man. how many How
0: many acres growing up?
1: Uh, uh, total, my family had 80 between me and my dad and my mom. And then all his brothers around had like 40 to 80 acres like as well. So we had like a, it was a
0: big compound, five,
1: 600 acre area. Just like place to just go ride four wheelers and have bonfires and shoot guns and be assholes.
0: Nice. Um, it was a blast. hell yeah. Yeah. Or Oregon state, right? Yeah. So we're some notable alumni, at Oregon state. So Mark, Mark, or you were there for one year, right? I
1: only went there for one year. So I'm not, I'm not an alum. But uh, honestly, I'm terrible at alums. I couldn't. I honestly couldn't tell you. There's, there's, I'm try, I'm there's not think. a lot. I'd have to Google there was, that. There was, there was the was,
0: girl. There was the the girl. There was uh, Sarah Jean Underwood. Underwood. Playmate she of got the picked year out mobile.
1: of the college college uh, whatever magazine one that they did the college issue. Yeah. And she won that, and then she went on to be Playmate of the Year. Yeah. And then she, I think she was on like a bunch of G4 shows or something like that. Yeah. And now she does like she builds houses like tiny houses in the middle of nowhere and like sells them. And yeah. she's just a model or whatever. She grew up in Scapoose, though. Like,
0: Scapoose? Yeah, Scapoose, what's, Oregon. What's Scapoose like?
1: It's a tiny little town along Highway 30 that had like probably the same amount of people as the town I grew up in. Just loggers and
0: yeah, there she is right nothing here. like that. I found her. Chad Johnson went there. Chad Ochocinco. Oh yeah, He's, yes he did. Chad Ochocinco went there. Um, who else? Gary Payton, famous Gary Payton. basketball player, who then played for Seattle. I'm sure big hometown. Brandon Cooks of the Patriots. Brandon
1: Cooks did play there. I forgot about Brandon Cooks.
0: It's mostly mostly athletes. I don't yeah. know. Who, I, I, there could be other important people. I just have. There was no like idea some rich guy. guy TJ. 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 Who's your mama? Who's Benzada? <laughs> uh,
1: there was like. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like freaking Phil Knight, like. Uh, University of Oregon, but I mean, I remember we had like a couple of pretty big people that went there. Yeah, dude, the, the Oregon
0: State jerseys too were cool too. And you you rep that now with your your your, uh, your Hooters uh, racing shirt it's, attire. It's
1: not, it's not the Oregon State jersey, but it's the same colors. Oh, dude, Chase Elliott Hooters. You could
0: wear you could wear that at a game. Now that's uh. Is Corvallis where State's at?
1: Corvallis is where Oregon State's
0: at, yeah. Okay. What's that like as a party scene? Do you play a lot? When did you play any music at all? Did I mean, you honestly, any no. Like I was really? I was
1: just playing like around same, around bonfires when I was in college. Didn't really do anything. It was wasn't until what after the, that year I left that I started.
0: Would there have been a market, you think? Or like the college bars, were they doing live music? Or there is up was, there like live? There of was DJs? like one or
1: two in town that did like live music, but it was like I don't know, the music scene was so weird down there. It'd be like some random guy singing like coffee shop type shit that you'd hear in, like, Nashville in uh, the, in Seattle.
0: Yeah, the coffee shop shit's gotta be big up there.
1: Coffee shop shit's big, yeah. How do, you, how a lot you, how of do you say it?
0: Coffee? Co- coffee? Coffee? You say coffee? Coffee? I say coffee. Coffee? Coffee.
1: Is that how I said it, or is that how no, you it's how it? No, that's how I say it. I'm from New York.
0: Coffee. coffee. Coffee, C-A-W-F-E-E. You started with a Q, coffee? Sometimes start with a Q. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of, speaking of Q's and other things of that nature, bro, the 4th of July party was one of July. the, best days that i have had in a long long time i mean life, wild, i mean man. i mean life, life i thankfully life life's been great like around since around this time last year it's just been even before that like i'm, I'm there's a, you could be in some deep shit you know like yeah. life, life can be very very hard and all that stuff and i've been fortunate but like recent like that day was awesome
1: oh man that's literally my favorite weekend of the year like I feel like there was, a, what was that Christmas song? Like, that was that was written about that, even though it was about Christmas. It's the most wonderful time
0: of the year, 4th of July, 100%. Yeah, and you guys did three days now. I don't know if I could do three days. I really don't know if I could do three days out there. So, we've
1: been doing that for, the only year we skipped was last year because my boat had a crack in it, like, in the back, and I had to get it fixed. And it didn't same, get fixed same, until, same same honestly, boat? I think it's same boat, same crack. Fuck. I think it's the same issue, because we started having that issue this year. But So, we skipped last year because the boat didn't get fixed until after 4th of July, but uh two years before that we had done it one year we found an island and that was actually the first time that i'd really hung out with like dawson brian uh, alex any of those guys uh, because we had all met in key west that year and after we came back it was like oh hell yeah we're gonna hang out and we i think i wrote with brian once before that and i, I may have had one with dawson but we invited them out to the marina and we picked them up in the boat brought them out of the island and everybody just got just absolutely obliterated over like an that's evening a, that's a crew that'll do that and then i i took them all back nobody camped it was pretty much just me baker eli and then like a couple of our other buddies that we had at the time that we were hanging out with everybody else basically went back to the dock dropped them off and they all went home that night after the fireworks and stuff and the next year we found a better island which was actually the spot we stayed in this year. We were trying to get the other side, and somebody apparently got out there like 6 a.m. before we did that day. And oh, so there
0: were, oh, so there were other people on that island? Yeah, we
1: were going to take the spot that was directly out from the, the the dock that I picked you up at.
0: Oh, no shit. Like, it was
1: straight across. I was like, we could have <laughs> paddled kayaks. It would have been easy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the um, – excuse me. I kind of like where it was at this time.
1: That's a great spot. The only thing that's crappy about it is, like, every boat that goes by, you catch their wake, and your boat will kind of bob and come back and hit you. But other yeah. than that, like that, like it was, it's a great spot. It's wide open. We brought the weed whacker out there, cleaned it all out. And there's nothing like camping out there for a couple days. Hell, I was out there by myself for a day. Really? Yeah. Eli came out and helped me set it all up, and uh, Nick Walsh came out at one point that day. Good and then, dude. Oh yeah.
0: Good dude.
1: And then Michael Funk came out, and we basically just hung out the first night. But then they all had
0: to go back, Fu- and I dropped them Funk, Fu- off. Funk's your producer, right? Yeah.
1: Funk's produced quite a bit of uh, the stuff. That he actually did uh, the next the next song that comes out. On Friday, masturbator.
0: Hell yeah, man! Yeah, it'll actually be 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 out already by the time this airs. So we're dropping this on Monday. You are the next episode. Sir. Nice. Hell yeah! You are the y'all.
1: Check that out. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So who'd you write that with? <laughs> so I wrote that with uh, with Eli Locke and David
0: Evans. Oh shit! Yeah. How Dave- long ago did you write? it? Is that a quarantine song?
1: That was uh that was not quite a quarantine song. It was, it was right around the tail. It was the beginning of this year. I think we wrote it in like February or March. And it was one of those songs that was like, we were just having fun with an idea. Eli had this, it was actually Eli's idea. We were out back one night and just having a good old time. And he basically goes, man, I got this really dumb idea and I don't really know like if it's good or not. And I was like, what is it? He tells me, he's like masturbator about fishing. And I was like, I'm all over that. And he's like, I was really worried that I, he thought I, he thought I was going to think it was really stupid. <laughs> and so, uh, we, uh, we, we were sitting there trying to figure out who we wanted to write it with and. I think we pitched it at Baker and he he thought it was dumb as hell. And so we uh we were like, we're going to write this with Brian Fraser And uh, I had a write scheduled between me and Frazier like two days later. We're like, we're going to write this. And the night before, David Evans came over at like 8 p.m. to write a song. And we were like, well, we got this idea. And like, he's such a... Like, I mean, he's a great writer. He can write anything, 100%. But, like, all the stuff that he puts out that's his stuff is, like, really heartfelt. He's got he, – he always says when he plays live, his grandma's like, got perfect pitch, and she always wants him to bring back pretty chords and stuff like that and play. So he always plays pretty chords. Not, not the
0: guy you usually go to mastermind. No, before. not the guy
1: yeah. I would have went to for that in a million years, which is funny because, I mean, we'd written a funny song before with him. I think it was, like, Where Do I Sign? It was about divorce or something. It, was, it was a funny one. <laughs> um but anyway we pitched it to him and he was all over it so we we knocked that out in like an hour and a half i think and the next day i showed it to brian and he was like damn it because he was really excited about wanting to write that one i guess
0: (laughs) when did you first meet brian
1: brian fraser was uh one of the guys i met my first trip to key west it was uh i want to say four it would have been four if they had it last year so it's three key west's ago now but uh Went down there, and we all all played like some random round that was at like this bar called the Blue Macaw, which I don't even know if it's still open. Like nobody goes there anymore. Some girl named Jen Thornton was uh, throwing around there, and uh, she was a blast. We used to know her pretty well, and so she just invited everybody out. She had like a three-, four-hour block, and she was just like, everybody get there and play three songs and pass the guitar back and forth. And I ended up uh, meeting Brian down there, so as soon as we came back, we scheduled to write, and I think we wrote a song called Landlocked, which was actually pretty good. But if we could go back and, like, rewrite it now, it would probably be a lot better. You know, we're way better writers now than we were then. Yeah, and I don't think anybody ever actually played it. But that was uh, that was how I met Brian. And then for the next couple of years, we were, like, it was either me or him or somebody was canceling, canceling on each other for, like, wow, we just didn't get back in the room. And then we started, I want to say, like, a year, year and a half ago. And we've been just every single time. We've been writing, like, once every two weeks.
0: Hell, yeah, dude. No, that's. That, a great guy. Yeah, dude. No, that I just that, wrote with him this morning. That whole crew. Now, are you are you considered? Are you a no hits guy? Are you in that?
1: I, I don't think so because they haven't gotten me a hat or a shirt. Uh, I keep I keep asking. Uh, but see, I've
0: got a shirt because we sell. I them. think I'm we honorary because
1: Caleb lost his hat and and I, when we went out camping that weekend yeah. and I found it and I kept it for a few days and I gave it back. <laughs> so so yeah. if you ask me, that that makes me honorary.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah man. But if um, one of
1: them will get me a hat, then yeah, hell yeah, I'll join.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. And needs. now it's kind of like one hit. I had I had a hat, and yeah, it is it is like one hit. Which <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, we uh, what you call it? Um, I had a hat, and I lost it somewhere on the road. So happens. I had, I had a no hits hat.
1: Girls really, really love, love to take people's hats.
0: They do, or my ass just likes to or lose you, things. Or you get like I lost messed my up and like like two weeks ago. I lost my keys in uh, West Salem, Wisconsin. Three weeks ago, oh damn! And yeah, I don't like I lost all my keys in West Salem, Wisconsin. We just had Left a festival, your
1: car and house and everything. Yeah, and I wasn't fucked up or anything.
0: Like I was completely sober. I just probably set him down somewhere.
1: Shit, that's rough.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It was. So pretty you had rough. to
1: play that whole like find a new keys game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had a spare for my car key and. I had Matt go get me a a, spin, a new key made, but he's a Penn State fan, so the password for the Wi-Fi here is "fuck Penn State." Um, <laughs> so he decided to get back at me a little bit with it. And I think he's got more planned to get him back at me because um, he really does like Penn State. Um, he got me like a Hello Kitty key, so I have this. I have this big ass. It's like a children's key. Like it's either a,
1: gonna be that or like a princess key or something. Yeah, dude, it's,
0: it's 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 like bigger than my car key, and it's like the key to this house. That is the
1: best yeah. thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So that that is how I get in and out, and whatever. It's actually been a conversation, and some girls like, "Ooh, Hello Kitty," and like, so you you know you gotta know how it works. Hey hey man, you gotta you gotta use it to your advantage. Yeah, man, you gotta use it to your advantage. And if your buddies tell you, just tell them you you fucked with your roommate. And this is how he got me back. You know, you just own up, own up to (laughs) it, own up to it, yeah, own up to it and shit. So, um, where were we at the? um, Oh, kickball, bro!
1: Kickball, man! That was the best day I've had in a long time. I really enjoyed that. I mean, I'm I'm hurting now, but I needed that. It's been a while since I got to like go out with my buddies and just play yeah. sports.
0: Yeah. So, did you play baseball at Oregon State? Is I Did it... no shit. Yeah. I mean, never actually actually
1: played a game.
0: Yeah. What, they, posi- uh, what position
1: were you? I was pitcher in left field.
0: No shit. Yeah.
1: And then they uh like I, I just basically rode the pine the whole time joined a fraternity and then I was like nah I'm not I'm what, done with what, that.
0: What frat were you in?
1: Theta Kai.
0: Oh no shit. Yeah. You would you to me if you had if you had stayed in college would have been probably running that shit like i could just <laughs> just see you because that would
1: have definitely been old balls at some point well your well your thing is
0: you like um you're you're a guy that like likes hosting shit you're you're a super friendly dude like like you put, if you could put on the the 4th of July event that you did but if you're <laughs> in your early 20s you're you're just going after it and you're you're running a frat like those oh, yeah, parties- would have been insane dude white trash christmas video the place that i'm when i met you at your house
1: that white trash christmas video was epic bro it
0: was a shit show (laughs) so much fun and it was pretty much over when um it was pretty much um you showed up
1: after all the filming was over and then we just turned it into a just a wild rage
0: yeah yeah it was a wild (laughs) rage that was a crazy crazy night we we definitely had a
1: we got to like four in the morning
0: Yeah, dude, it was a late night. We got Taco Bell. It was that was a rowdy one because that got shot in what? That was what December of last year. I want to say December. Yeah. Yeah, because it had to be done before Christmas. Yeah,
1: it was early December. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, that was when I first started going out with Trey, which is fucking nuts too. Like you think back, like everybody. Well, everybody's get everybody's shits just gone crazy like since since this about this time last year it's
1: been a good year like watching all my buddies like finally start to get some stuff going yeah and now you've got shit going yeah, too really, man the, and you're and you're you're you know, working hard and climbing man dude it,
0: it it is man and and people people recognize that and I think a big thing about it like Obviously, I'm out. I'm out with Trey, and see the the Dick Down in Dallas thing going. You're about to put out a song called Masturbator, but the thing is, I think it's people really like the the personalities that are a part of it too. You know, and both of you guys are killer artists without the fucking funny songs too. You know, thanks man. So it's but it's like the personality, like the personality like, helps, like to me. Mark, Mark Ori, it's a guy the average country music listener, the average person's going to want to drink a beer with.
1: I feel like that's like the main thing I try to portray. Like, yeah, all man. before knowing what I wanted to do, I was already doing that. And then once I was like, why would I try and be somebody I'm not? Yeah, just, like, I'm going to be the guy that at a bar, I'm going to be the guy that everybody's going to be like, that guy's going to do some shots. And he's probably going to come up and like, hey, let's get wild. You want to have fun? Like, then come with me.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a guy that people want to hang out with, you know, and people are attracted, to, especially in the day and age of social media stuff. You know, it's not just you hear some dudes singing on the radio anymore. It's like you know if they're they on watch social, what me- they do every day. If you're on social media, you know what that mother, you know, so much about these people, you feel like you know them. Yeah, you know, and that that can be good and it can be bad. It's yes, it can it can be it definitely has It's, it's definitely has its,
1: done some uh, some bad stuff for some people's careers. Yeah,
0: man. I mean, it's it's definitely it's it's a um. It's a uh, it's a crazy crazy thing for sure. So um, so baseball, uh, you were pitching in left field, Pac twelve. You're playing what? So your rivals are what? Like Oregon, obviously. Oregon, so you we hate had, the Ducks. Yeah, I hate the what, Ducks. What's your least favorite uniform of the seven hundred they have?
1: Honestly, I, I wouldn't even know because they have so many.
0: Like, well, I didn't know if there's one in particular. You're like these guys, fucking. They literally
1: suck. just change it every single to game. Me, I, I hate. The, I
0: hated when they went like all the way white. I hated when they went all the way yellow.
1: All the way yellow was bad. I could deal with all the way green more than I could all the way yellow.
0: Yeah, see, I like the black one. There was the there was the one. It was like it was either the shoulders were black or the torso part was black. But they were black and they had like these little things on, like the black helmet. Like I thought that was kind of cool. And like they do, they do have cool things because that's where Nike was based out of, right? Yep. Nike guy went to Oregon.
1: Nike went to he did go to Oregon. Yep, Phil Knight. He's got that's where their their base is out of like Beaverton, I think.
0: Oh no shit. Yeah. Fucking Oregon. What else is in Oregon? So you got Portland.
1: You got Portland. Uh, Crater Lake is a What's big that? thing out there. What's that? So it's, it's uh, I think it's, I can't remember if it's one of like the world's, I know it's one of Oregon's like big wonders. It was like a big meteor like hit yeah. like forever ago and made it into a giant lake. And other than that, man, like Oregon was such a weird state. There was so much shit like across it. Like you had the beach area where it was just like, wind blown juniper type weird yeah, can you go trees. to the, Yeah, can you go to the beach in you Oregon you go to the beach you can go out is it, and
0: is it cold and like rocky and windy and shit
1: so it's sandy uh it's not really like it depends on the time of year the water is pretty much always cold like if you go in the water out there you need a wetsuit like it's unless you just want to freeze your ass off but other than that it's sandy um i mean some places were kind of rocky uh once you got, like, a little bit inland, you could have, like, bonfires and stuff on the lake down there, which you can't do, like, down in Florida, which was kind of cool. Like, people would go down to camp actually on the beach. That's cool. And then there was places, like, there, like where we would go on for 15 miles where it was just sand dunes that people would go ride their four-wheelers or trucks or, you know, razors, whatever they had at the time, all out there. And those were those were a good time. But then you got, like, a little bit more inland from there, and it was just, like, huge, giant f- forests. That's where all the logging happened. That's the kind of area that I was from. And then a little more inland was, like, desert. Uh, band area desert. Yeah, it was desert. And then once you got out to the east side, it was just literally all flat plains. Like you'd see like in movies where cowboys were riding horses. Damn. I mean, that was, that's the wild west. That's where, that's where it was. It was was, was that kind of area. Like, I mean, most of those movies were probably in like California or like Arizona or something, but I mean, it's the same type of, or
0: the spaghetti Westerns where they put, are you a big
1: movies guy? I watch a lot of movies. You do? I haven't watched Westerns in a while. That was, that was like,
0: I think what have you been watching lately?
1: Honestly, throughout the last year, I think, I've watched everything on Netflix, like every other person out there, everything on freaking Prime Video, Hulu. We paid for like stars and all the HBO, HBO add-ons. HBO yeah, so Max we watched all the great. TV shows yeah.
0: and whatnot. Do you watch The Sopranos?
1: I, I've watched The
0: Sopranos. Which, like what'd, you, what'd you think? I loved The Sopranos. So they filmed a lot of that shit like in my hometown.
1: I've probably watched that series probably twice over. Yeah, it's fucking
0: good. The end towards the ending is kind of in your hometown. Some of it was filmed in there. Yeah, like I used to pass like the cemetery they're always in yeah. when people are getting whacked and then they're getting busted and all that. It's right off the uh, Garden State Parkway. It's in like the oranges, and then they filmed a lot of scenes because I grew up like ten, not even ten miles from the New Jersey border. Okay, so like North Jersey when they talk about North Jersey. Um, they um they'd be or if if they had to go and hide, they'd go up into New York and that's what real mobsters did. Like I remember when they uh closed down the um the fuck's the strip club. The bada bing. So the, bada, the bing, bada bing the bada bing was actually called satin dolls in real life. And it was like a real strip club and it closed when I was working at a radio station. I remember it was like an event. Like we talked about it on the on the talk radio station. The guys and girls on there talked about it, it as like a news story. Yeah. That the strip club was closing because it was so it's where they filmed all the strip club scenes you know that's crazy yeah that's me's that's a that's a that's a cool show um
1: how'd you like growing up there like it was cool man
0: i mean i don't know if i know anything different like actually well so my dad was from maine so i used to go up to maine a lot so kind of like the oregon water yeah it's cold as shit there's there's rocks there's, there's bears there's sometimes there's moose there's no desert thing they don't have don't have that up in maine but um but yeah, so we'd go up there a lot, and then I have family in East Tennessee I'd come down to and okay. hang out at. But but no, it was cool, man. I mean, we're definitely a louder people than the than the average person. <laughs> oh, shit. I've, I've,
1: I've met a few New Yorkers throughout the years. Yeah, yeah, and he's joking. Jer- I'm not yeah. going to say no, but yeah. most of them I've met are pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we're, as I'm sitting Which is probably the pizza, opposite yeah. of
1: what you'd say about anybody you've met from Oregon other than me.
0: Well, I haven't met many people from Oregon. <laughs> You know, I gotta meet people from be people from Oregon and shit. Um but no, it was it was cool. It was cool having like the Yankees and like
1: having see, all the sports teams right there, man. That's gotta be great. Bro,
0: thirteen pro teams. That's how many we have now. We have thirteen. Just take your pick, teams. roll
1: the dice and go to one.
0: Yeah, it's just absurd that we have thirteen. Like that's, that's more than I mean, California's got it too, but California's also a massive state. California's gigantic, yeah. Have you been down to Cali a lot?
1: Yeah, I, uh, my mom's whole side of her family was from California. They were from Palmdale, Lancaster area, and we used to go down there like every summer and visit that whole side of the family and hang out down there, you know, go to go to Disneyland or whatever, uh, Six Flags, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um, I've only been to San Diego. That's the only place in Cali I've been.
1: San Diego's a freaking blast.
0: It is, man. The Gaslight District, like that shit ain't no joke. No, it's not. Moonshine Beach and Moonshine Flats were the two places I went there, and it was like you go to like La Jolla and see so all like the seals. And Cali's just a whole different, whole different world. Shit's expensive out there, though, isn't it?
1: It is a lot more expensive, like gas and honestly anything. The only thing that's really cheaper out there is, is alcohol. Like every exit, at least I know from, coming from Oregon, it was great because every time anybody went to California, like as soon as you got across the border, about every exit, once you got to like Redding area, where there was a giant place called a liquor barn or a liquor expo or something like that. And you'd go in there and literally fill your trunk of your car or your back seat of your truck, whatever you had with booze for everybody you knew. You'd just take orders and come back and all of that cost $200. Yeah. And it was full. Like you do that now, $200. 3-4 bottles here. Yeah. And you come back with cases.
0: That's crazy.
1: It was insane. Like a half gallon of Jack Daniels was like 20 bucks.
0: That's wild. Are you you a big whiskey guy? I love whiskey. That's your favorite?
1: Whiskey's whiskey's my thing. Uh, unless you catch me at a bar taking shots and then it's usually tequila
0: or whatever they're buying or whatever. You ever had Malort?
1: I have had Malort's one time and I will never have it again. (laughs) I actually had a, I, I, I drive boats, you know, out on the lake, you know, for the, the pontoon stuff. And, uh, I was out driving a boat of a guy, a bunch of guys from Chicago that were down here for a bachelor party last weekend. And one of them brought a bottle of him and he's like, do you want to try this? And I was like, one, I can't drink because I'm driving you, but two, no, that's the worst thing I've ever had in my life. Have you tried it?
0: No, and I never will because so I'm sober. Dude,
1: it tastes like – oh, well, yeah, that's that's a good point. But even if you weren't, like I'm telling you, it tastes like rotten, stinky feet.
0: It's the well, wor- why do people drink I it? Is no it idea. just like a lot of alcohol in it? I think it's it?
1: just like a Chicago thing, and people want to be like, yeah, we want to support everything from Chicago, and we're from there, so we're going to drink this. Like I went to a bachelor party back in Oregon after I lived here, it was like uh, we went camping. We found like a spot way out in the middle of nowhere, found a good spot, camped out for a while, and some guy had just gotten back from Chicago, and he brought a bottle of Malort's out. And we all poured a shot into it, and everybody took one swig, and the rest of that bottle and everybody's cups with the rest of that booze in it went into the fire, and we dumped it out and all threw shit at the guy. Like, why did you bring that? What is that? Are you trying? What are you trying to feed us? <coughs> it was the worst thing I've ever tasted.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard I've not heard a good thing about Malort. Mm. I have not, and thankfully I'll never have to try it. There you go. Yeah, Avoid so with
1: that with all everything of you being.
0: Yeah. So when you go home, do you fly or do you drive all the way across the country?
1: I usually fly. I've I've driven it about three times. How long is the drive? About forty hours. Jesus fuck. Forty hours and I think uh like depending on the route, anywhere from like twenty four to twenty nine hundred miles. Jeez.
0: 40 hours? It was wild, yeah. It's a lot. I bitch about my 14-hour drive to New York. <laughs> Damn.
1: Anything under, like, 10 hours, I'm good. Like, what, after that, it's like, oh, man, it's getting a little long. Yeah,
0: so, you, so where, what cities would you stop at along the way? Or would you make it cool? And, like, there's not a way to go through Colorado there, is there?
1: So there is if you drop down a little bit lower. Uh, the first time I took it when I first moved here was uh, my dad took the trip with me, and I, was, I had a moving truck. I was towing my truck behind because I had a lot of stuff. I had an apartment at the time, and it was fully furnished. So I lived by myself, so I wanted to bring all that stuff. I was going into another place. But we drove straight through. We didn't, we didn't stop like pretty much. Well, we did stop at like the very end only because if we would have kept going, we would have showed up into Nashville at, like 2 in the morning and there wouldn't have been anywhere to go or anything to do. So we stopped in somewhere in Kentucky and stayed the night, um, which was a weird story in itself because apparently it was the only town in, <laughs> that I've ever heard of ever where like I, I guess their mayor has a world record in the Book World Records for being the longest running mayor in like ever – which like the guys in the town were telling us this because how I figured all this out was we stopped and it was like, like I said, it was like midnight whatever we've been driving for 30 plus hours. And I was like, man, I want a beer. And like, we're stopping here. So we went to the gas station. I tried to buy beer and they didn't have any. I was like, where the hell do you get beer around here? And they were like, Oh, you have to go to the liquor store. And I was like, well, it's like midnight, like there's no liquor store. It's going to be open. They're like, no, ours is, you know, it's, like, you can't buy beer anywhere but but the liquor store. And they were like, it's our it's our mayor's thing. It's like, whatever, it's his deal. And I was like, what what kind of, And they, were, they told me he had a world record. And I was like, what, for being an asshole not letting you buy beer at a gas station? And they were like, no. And they told me it was for being the longest-running mayor or whatever. So we went down to the liquor store, and I'm thinking, like, yeah, we're going to get beer, and Dad wanted a little bit of whiskey at the time. And we get there, and it was like, you couldn't buy beer at the gas station but you could go through a drive through at the liquor store it was like what the hell like they'll, they'll literally give it to you through a window into your car while it's running but like you couldn't buy it at the gas station jeez didn't make any sense but before that we kind of just we switched every gas tank the whole drive and didn't really do a whole a lot of stop and i think we stopped in uh in sidney nebraska for like a few hours and went to the cuz that was where cabela's headquarters was okay yeah and we were we're both like i'm a really big hunter and i'm a duck hunter and all that kind of stuff so i wanted to go check that out big time is there a lot of that in
0: oregon you able to uh, hunt a lot up
1: there duck hunting yes uh and like all that kind of stuff like we had a lot of different things to hunt up there i didn't really get into duck hunting until i moved here but uh back home i was an avid like elk hunter deer hunter that kind of stuff i have a, the deer that's in our basement that was in that music video and yeah what's, the, what's that's the deer's in the oregon name? record books
0: what's the deer's name
1: uh, it's had a lot of different names throughout well, the it years. Had a, it had a name, it when, had a name uh, that, that night that night, and I don't remember what it was. Like it was like uh had a cigarette or something. It a and they cigarette stuck a cig- cigarette in its mouth.
0: Yeah, with the John, with the Bass Pro Shops hat, I think <laughs> yeah. it was, or something. Now I think there's a PBR hat on it or something. Hell yeah.
1: It's still got that Christmas beard.
0: Yeah, so it'll be the, it'll be there when yeah. um when we're celebrating old ma- old masturbator. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. So did you ever think you'd put that song out? Like, what was the process like of being like F- I'm going to put this song out. Yeah. yeah, what was that process like? So it gets written in March. Was there any interest in in uh, the other in Eli and, and your other buddy that co-wrote it?
1: Uh-uh. No, I don't I don't even think either of them have ever played it out. It was one of those ones that I didn't even really want to cut at the time. Was, yeah, why not? We wrote it as a joke. It yeah. was one of those like, ah, we're just kind of screwing off. It's a funny idea, like whatever. And then I think I got hammered and played it at a listening room round, and everybody laughed their ass off. And I was like, oh, damn, like, well, I might have to play this. And I got Eli in my ear going like, oh, yeah, yeah I like the song. It's cool. He helped ride it. Like, all right, I get that. And then I got Baker he's telling me like it's a he's like, dude, I wouldn't play that shit out. Like, don't do that. Like, that's a dumb song. Like, you're gonna like look like a dummy. I'm like, all right, whatever. And uh and then Key West happened. And then down in Key West, I played it. Like I always pull out the funny songs in Key West. That's what gets people in bars, they're all having a blast. That's what gets them to buy you shots, you have a good time, you make connections. And I played it at uh the raised rowdy round at Island Dogs. And I'll never forget, like, after I got off that stage stormy warren put the festival on because he didn't like bmi backed out because of COVID, i think or whatever and uh he comes up to me afterwards and he was like man that masturbator song that's a hit and i was like i disagree and like just as a joke but i was like thanks you know whatever and then i played it the whole time i was down there and and everybody kept bringing it up and whatnot they were like you got to put this out you got to do this so i came back and uh i ended up going into the studio and just like trying to cut it and threw a bunch of stuff together and it honestly it came out pretty well and and i was like all right i think i'm gonna do this and then i i figured out like the tiktok stuff and posted it on there and then it, it just as like just see what's gonna happen you know like let's see what, how it goes and then it blew up on tiktok and i was like well man i guess i'm along for the ride now you know this song's coming out yeah here
0: we go here we hey, are is there gonna be a music video
1: uh yeah i actually uh wales just sent me a message today and uh, i'm gonna call him and talk to him tomorrow about like getting the whole music video out we're uh we're hoping to get that if done and if now, you've like got extras and i'm in town
0: i'd like to be in it oh i'll I'm, need
1: some extras for sure
0: and then i'm sure a couple would too he knows about masturbating and fishing so he, he's he's perfect for it Hell um yeah. but um <laughs> but um yeah because i've been in like i think i've been in four whale tail videos he does a great job
1: I've heard that and I've seen the videos and he's also,
0: and he's, he also may or may not be a sponsor of this podcast. So we love, we love, we love love you. Whalesy. Um, how long have you known your producer, Mr. Uh, Michael Funk?
1: So Michael Funk is a guy I've been working with since, uh, since I damn near, since I moved here. Like I, I think I met him. I met him right around the time I met Baker. Uh, so I was, I was probably like a year, year and a half into town and he was doing a lot of Baker's demos and stuff. And another guy I know from Oregon, AJ cross was his roommate. And, uh, they all kind of live together. Him and Brian West. They're all they're all roommates and great yeah. songwriters. And we'd go over and hang out with them.
0: Bri- Brian West, real quick. I, I met you there too. I met, yeah. definitely over met there, you at like his Halloween. Halloween parties. Definitely met you at one of those Halloween parties. That was like the third party or not? That that was the third party we went to that night. The crew that I was with. But yeah, Bri- Brian West, great, Brian's great fantastic. Human. Honestly, great, his, his old, fantastic. His, his old lady too, his girlfriend, awesome too. Okay. Hannah, Hannah's, yeah, Hannah's yeah. awesome. Her, I love her. That that whole crew, super dope.
1: Yeah. Brian actually, he's he's down in Brazil right now, and, and uh, right before he left, uh, we were all at a bar, something I, I think it was a bar, not in my house, but anyway. Uh, oh no, it was it was Eli. He was doing the shit show uh, photo shoot because he's coming out with that song soon, and uh, Brian was there, and I gave him a bunch of masturbator stickers, and he's like, dude, I'm going to Brazil for like a month, and I'm putting these in every airport. All over Brazil, everywhere I go, and he sent me pictures of like of these things in random bars in Brazil. There was one on like a boat party he was on, it's like in the bathroom in the airport in Brazil. And I'm just like, all right, cool.
0: Watch, watch it does really watch well. It go
1: number one on Brazil
0: radio. Watch, watch you have the first <laughs> American country song to, to blow up in chart in Brazil. That'd be fucking. That be wild,
1: dude. Can't even imagine that.
0: Brian West, God bless him. Oh, Brian's
1: a great guy. But uh, yeah, him and Funk. Uh, honestly, Brian and Funk will sit down a lot of times. and We'll just mess around, make up the coolest thing we can find. And, and Funk's fantastic at what he does. He's been he's been producing for a long time, and he's he's just like I mean, honestly, over the past like two years, he's just gotten exponentially better. He just moved out of that house and uh, moved in with his fiance. And uh, behind his house, he's got like a, a who, shed.
0: Who I drove home? I drove them to their car Melody? after the island party. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, we we all had the same boat trip back. Remember, oh, nice. remember? Yeah, remember? we did have the same sit- boat trip sit- sit- back. We're sitting in the back of the boat, and it's like the front's up, and the, there's water getting into the back, <laughs> and we're like climbing to the front, of the, to, to, to trying to get up to the high ground of yeah. the boat. Nobody
1: ever said my boat was nice.
0: No, but, but hey, it got us there and back hey, enough time. Hey, man, it got the job done. It was it was <laughs> perfect for that occasion. It worked, but out, uh, man. but no, they're they're great people.
1: Oh yeah. They're they're freaking fantastic, and he uh, he built like a a small little studio out behind. It's like a tiny house. People have been living in apparently for apparently for like the last three years. No shit. They just moved out, and so he took it over and like turned it into his studio now. And this little tiny house back there, it's fantastic. That's where we did masturbator, and I've done I think one other song with him since. And uh, I know Eli's done a couple. And uh, honestly, it's it's just great spot. I really love working with him. He's I always get a great vibe out of everything we we make.
0: Yeah how how important are vibes to you when you're in the writing room when you're on the like, just in general, like you're you're a guy that seems you you give off very good vibes, like good yeah. energy. But yeah. I'm sure there's times when 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 there aren't the good vibes, and you got you're writing something that's that's sad or, yeah. or this or that. How how important are writing is is the vibes for you, and how much did 2020 with fucking Zoom writing change that? Were you a Zoom, <laughs> Zoom guy I, or I not did, really?
1: I did quite a bit of Zoom writes throughout that. Um, I'm not gonna lie, honestly. My my friends that most of the people I write with didn't honestly really. Care too much as much as that sounds like we were all like we're hanging out with the same people every day, so it's just like, well, if one of us gets it, we're gonna get it. We write together, yeah. I feel like we going yeah. out, the bars weren't open at the time. Um, uh, but I did do my fair share of Zoom rights. You know, I had buddies that went out of town and we still had a write schedule, and we do those. I did a couple uh with Baker, uh, like through that, we had, had scheduled with other people that he writes with and whatnot, and they were okay. I we, I always end up getting okay songs, there wasn't like we were getting bad songs, they were always done quicker. Cause there was like there wasn't the vibe in the room of like everybody getting off topic for a minute, needing a break. You know, everybody was just there, and you just kind of kept writing. It'd always be done like an hour, hour and a half. But the vibe and moral of the story is what you were asking was uh, it didn't used to be important to me when I write songs. I really wanted to write the I wanted to write the message. I wanted that to like make sense. I thought the lyrics and everything would be cool and. Like over the past like year and a half, now it's just like I'm all vibe. I don't I don't really care what we write, whether it's a funny drinking song, whether it's a song about fishing, whether it's a serious song or a sad song. Sad songs can have a good vibe too, as long as everything through it. Like it, you have to feel it. It's got to hit you. And like I'm big on that now. If it, if I'm not feeling it or something, I'm going to be like, yeah, like we need to move on. Like because if I'm not feeling it, somebody in the room probably isn't feeling it either.
0: Yeah, it's probably a mutual we're feeling. Just, we're just chasing.
1: Man. We're just chasing nothing. You yeah. Know, at
0: that point. Oh, that's that's cool, man. That's that's cool. I, I've heard so much about the vibes and the vulnerability and the this. And that. I've never been in a writer's room. I never want to go into one because I'm not a songwriter and I like to talk and do all. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't want to be like. I've had. I've lived with songwriters and stuff before, and they'll have they'll have rights and stuff, and kind of just let them do let them do their thing and stuff. But uh, I want to ask you ask you some questions. Um, Mark Oriott's fucked up in Midtown. Where's he going? Red Door, every time. Red Door.
2: Red Door.
1: It's never where any night starts, but it's where they all end. Yeah, how many nights?
0: What's your longest streak of consecutive nights going to Red Door? I think mine was like a week.
1: I want to say like six. Five or six. I don't think I ever actually hit a week because I finally, like, well, actually, like no, my I bank didn't, account no hurts. Well, no, I didn't hit
0: a week because I'm numbered there on weekends, but not counting the weekend days. I think I went, like, a Wednesday, like, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then left town and then came back and did a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so it would be, like, five or six.
1: I think I came back to town and hit it on a Sunday when I flew in that night, and then I went pretty much all the way until, like, Friday night, and I took Saturday
0: you night. You were a, a Red Door food guy?
1: I love the Red Door food, man. That Italian sub and the potato salad. I mean, come on. Jesus. It's the best potato salad you've ever had in your life.
0: See, I'm not a potato salad guy, so what? I've never had it, yeah.
1: Oh, man. I, I'm not a big potato salad guy either, I'm not going to lie. But that stuff blows any other kind I've ever had out of the water. Oh, no shit. It's been one. Like, no joke, me and uh Nick DeLeo uh, and, and Eli Law a couple years ago, we wrote a song called The Red Door Saloon. About that place. We were just like, we had nothing to write about at the time. And it was like, well, you guys want to go to Red Door? And it's like, yeah, we should just write a song about Red Door. Ha ha. And then we did. And we literally threw, like, the potato salad and, like, everything in that. Like, Ronnie's name is in there. The bartender (laughs) that everybody loves. Yeah. All that stuff's in there.
0: Hell yeah. No, I'll have to have have you send that over. What's your go-to? My go-to, I mean, it's become Red Door. It wasn't Red Door, like last year um or actually it became red door last year my thing was i used to work on broadway so i was always on broadway a lot and then i started touring and i wasn't on broadway anymore i haven't really gone back there too too much but like for a while i was like winners losers. or was i was losers yeah, I, I was losers. i was working at dogwood so i was hanging over there which that's that not some
1: good nights at dogwood then again that's also the same place that i was at when i blacked out and then broke my finger so how did you do that uh, it's not a cool story. I blacked out and I tripped on a curb and I broke my finger. <laughs> it's, it's the whole story.
0: Oh man, I don't even remember it at all. Fuck. I just that apparently was was my fr-
1: my friends told me I didn't scream and they they didn't think I was hurt and then I woke up the next morning rolled over and was like, was, "ow." Was that
0: after a round? Yeah,
1: we played a uh, Midtown
0: we, showdown. We played a uh, no. Nah, it was it was, uh, or was it was one of Tracy's. It was one of
1: Tracy's. The magical artist rounds at uh dogwood, and I think we there was like nobody in the bar when we started. It was me, Eli, and Brian Frazier. And uh, while we were there, Cameron Marlowe came in. and He borrowed uh, Brian's guitar and played a couple of songs. And we all had fun and whatever. But before we started playing, there wasn't anybody in the bar. And as soon as we started playing, we just started being loud assholes and drinking. Everybody, Apparently, a bunch of people on the sidewalk heard, I guess, out of nowhere. And they all came in. And that bar was packed. And so at that point, we just started drinking big time. People were buying us shots like, everywhere. And I blacked out big time. Oh shit. Yeah. And then I woke up the next morning with a finger that I couldn't bend, and I was like, it's really swollen, And but we had a write, so I went downstairs and I wrote with a finger just sticking out like a dummy the whole time, and <laughs> I was like, this actually kind of hurts when we were done, and I was like, oh, well, that, oh, that's why I hadn't looked at it, and the bone was about sticking out the skin on the bottom Damn, side. Damn, man. He like just dislocated, and so Damn. I couldn't pop it back in with, without passing out, so I went to the doctor and he fixed it.
0: Jeez, God bless. Uh, favorite Mexican joint in town?
1: Favorite Mexican joint in town. There's a lot of them. There are a lot. Probably more than
0: you're used to in Oregon.
1: My, uh, actually, we had a lot in Oregon. Really? Like, honestly, we had really like authentic Mexican food because a lot of like we had a lot of like big migrant community and whatnot where I came from, like a oh, I five and like people not, help out I would not. I would not. I would not think blueberries Oregon, like lettuce like. All I didn't sorts think about stuff. the whole farming aspect. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of farming there, but so we had like some really authentic Mexican food back there, but. Uh, for a while, it was Mazatlan. I really liked that. It was some place like off of Briley, real close to my house, and the food was fantastic. There's, there's one that I keep hearing about from McKinney and everybody that's over here. La Jasi, I
0: guess. Or no, uh, Cinco de Mayo. Is it Cinco? Cinco. Yeah, okay. Cinco. I was like, there's one. I've, I've heard a lot of Las, La I've, Hacienda too. Yeah, La Hacienda's right around here, and then Las Palmas is. Las another. Palmas. I've heard of that one. But there's like a shit ton of. There's um, like El Perillo or something. Yeah. That's over I wonder by if the there's airport. like I wonder if the if the Mexican restaurant owners there's like an organization where they're like. Because like, I know, like, back home, like, the Greek diners are, like, obviously the the mob. Like, we talk about Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's, like, a mafia of, like... I don't know. Cause there there's, could be. Because there's, like, multiple La Haciendas, and they're the same owner. There's, like, 15 Las Palmas, probably the same owner. I never there's, thought like, of that. There's, like, nine or ten, like, kind of like the bar, like the bar industry with, like, Steve Smith and the guys at yeah, Tootsies. all and, the bars. And then the cowboy people. And, yeah. like, there's the different companies. I wonder if...
1: I've never thought of that before. There's
0: a Mexican... Food. I feel like we
1: could probably Google
0: that, dude. And there probably is one. They probably involved in the taco truck game.
1: Probably so now, taco lo- trucks. That's that's the real Mexican food, it's man. A tell you. lot
0: of that shit. Where where do you go for yours?
1: I haven't found a good taco truck here in town. Like I I have not. But like all growing up, that was what we found. Like if you found like a taco truck that was out like by a Home Depot or something somewhere, like out behind some random gas station, that everybody like it was out in the back. Nobody even really knew it was there. Like that was where like everybody went. Yeah. 'Cause that was the like the legit
0: Mexican. Yeah, food. where's um where's a place you'd send somebody if they uh they were coming into town?
1: If they were coming into town like for food or drinks?
0: Just any, anything. If
1: they were coming into town, obviously like I mean I'd send them to Red Door. I like okay, that place. Yeah. I always tell everybody when they're like all the tours and everything I do, they're like after they're done with Broadway, I'm like Do you not go do you
0: not Red worry Door. about it getting too touristy though?
1: I mean it's always kinda touristy, but like well, I'm saying like red door turning like into like if it Broadway. turned into Broadway, that would suck. And I That's mean, what I'm honestly, saying. it's kind of it's. I never really thought about it, that to be honest, but it's kind of getting to that point now. On a Saturday or whatever, on a Friday, you try to go to losers, red door, anything. Like, I mean, there's a line. There never used to be lines going to those bars.
0: No, there wasn't a line this time last year for no. those bars. I mean, I mean granted, now Greg everybody's goes.
1: like wanting to go out all at once, but I didn't think about that before. That makes it, I to me. I should probably stop what? telling people to go to. Uh, you should go to Green Door. <laughs> it's in Brentwood.
0: What is, what, um, what's, what's another? What are some other bars that you like going to? Because I know um, you're at Red Door all the time. Losers. That's usually the progression post. with are Jam. those
1: are usually the progression. I really like Live Oak. Honestly, Live yeah, Oak is one of my favorite one bars. Of my to friends too.
0: Um, yeah, it's a venue. It's got to be one of the tops.
1: It's it's, it's a great venue. It's honestly a great place to drink and eat at too. The and, food's and, great. And, and the drinks aren't and too bad. Hayson and the crew that Hayson's run that place awesome. are Hayson's a badass. I to me, love that to guy. me,
0: best bar owners in town.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite bar owners in town. Um, I like. Uh, I, I used to like Dogwood. I, I don't really go there too much anymore. Every time I go there, it's kind of empty. But the food's still pretty good, and the, there's usually cheap drinks and stuff. But
0: are you are you a local guy?
1: I am. You Like yeah, going to the local. I do like going to the local. I I play there. Actually, I'm playing there tomorrow, like two hours before the the release party. So yeah. it'll be an interesting day. I'll try and get a bunch of people. Hey, if
0: you want to come out of the, lo- oh, this is on yeah, Monday. See, what mind. I liked about the local, it's uh, Jeff that runs that place, yeah. right? Jeff's Jeff, Fried, fantastic. off Old G um, off. Yeah, he's he's good people. But what I really liked about what when I was I didn't start going to the local until I started playing kickball, which was about this time last year. We found out um, that like you guys this, have been doing
1: the kickball thing for a while.
0: Well, we hadn't. Well, we hadn't been doing it like the last game that we probably did. I only came in on the second half. Maxwell and them started it like March or April. I didn't know Maxwell and them until like July, like right around this time okay. last year is when I met Dawson, Alex, Brian. And I met Brian and Holly through kickball. I didn't know who Brian Frazier at all. I literally met him playing kickball. Gotcha. Which is what's which is what's crazy and stuff. But um we would after kickball go over to the local because that's where everybody was playing. Yeah. Trey, Ella, Clay, um, and you were on those rounds too. But yeah, they'd be on the freak show yet. rounds of yeah. the, the Porch Light The, pickers, the Freak whatever. Show, the the Porch Light, the um what's another one? There's another one they or is the Freak Show multiple nights a freak week. Freak show
1: now they do, I think third or they do Wednesday and Friday.
0: Okay. Yeah, because I used to go to those um, all the time to like watch Trey and watch all, all everybody in Hello, our in that JB, crew. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. Joy Joy Beth, freaking Alex Schofield, yep, freaking, Connor Warren, they were all yep, playing that yep, stuff. Yeah, exactly, the time. man. And um, I had never, I, had, I never knew the local was there until I started going there. I'm like, this place it used is... to
1: be the country,
0: and back see, in the day. that was before before I even I, I had no recollection of that. But um, the uh, but the local's a cool fucking spot.
1: Yeah, I really like that bar. There's actually a really cool one too. Like it's it's really divey, but it's around the corner from that, behind the McDonald's. I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but uh, it directly like caddy corner to that one on the on the back corner closest to the park. And it's uh it's been around, it's like one of the, like the longest standing bars like in Nashville. Uh, and you huh? go in there and there's like a pool table, and then there's like a random little stage in another room. They do like shows and comedy yeah. shows and stuff at. Here you get a chance. That one's not bad either.
0: Yeah, I'd be totally down to go and check that out. I wish I, I knew what the it. name of it was. Have you been to Donaldson Pub?
1: I have not been
0: to Donaldson, Donaldson Pub. Donaldson Pub is great. I, I went and saw Cody Parks in the Dirty South play there about a month ago with Trey Bonner. Really? And it was like, there was a rock band. Um, what was it? It wasn't Steel Panther. Electric Python.
1: Electric Python. So I saw these
0: as Electric Python. Man, the, I had to buy the merch because it was just so funny. Like, it was just badass. Yeah, it was just it was just funny. It was just like I was I was not expecting to hear eighties hair metal on a Tuesday night in Donaldson. No, not at all. And it's a Donaldson pub. The stage is like not even a it's like maybe a foot off the ground. No barricade. Just cigs everywhere. It's encouraged. Like they basically give you a cigarette when you walk in there. And the <laughs> and and there's pool tables and it's just one of the one of those spots. But I saw Cody Parks play, and they they crushed it. Him and his guys are doing great. But oh, he, um, kills it. I love he does, he does, man. That. It's fun. It's different. It's it's a lot. It's cool. But the Donaldson Pub. If you are looking for a shithole Donaldson to go pub. drink at with some questionable people, the Donaldson Pub is for you. The
1: closest thing I've found to a shithole to drink with questionable people does not have music. And I used to go there when I first moved here. It's called Will Hagen's.
0: It sounds like a bar from back home yeah, in New York. It's literally like it sounds it's like it's an down Irish, some random uh, Irish street joint.
1: called Will Hagen's Drive or something. And it's kind of it's over off Murfreesboro Road, and it's. Uh it's right by like the old Piccadilly, whatever there's like a giant Piccadilly cafeteria sign there. But anyway, when you get over there, it's uh yeah. you get inside, there's one pool table and there's like eight hundred dart boards in a back room. If you go out back, they got cornhole boards and there's like uh like an actual sand volleyball court out there on Thursday nights. They used to do like this thing where it was it was free entry, but they did a Texas Hold'em poker tournament all night, and the winner of the tournament got a $75 bar tab. And you bet your ass I was there every Thursday. Did like ever, my first year in town. You, I won it once.
0: You won it once?
1: Yeah, won it once. The only problem is I won the $75 bar tab, and by the time I was done playing, my tab was already over $75, so I had a $40 bar tab that night. It was awesome. Because <laughs> I'm stupid. And I drink too much.
0: Oh, man. Wild, 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 <laughs> wild times. Fuck <laughs> okay, yeah, man. So, dude, um... Anything? Anything else? Are you a conspiracy theory guy?
1: I mean, so it's kinda. I'm not like one of those big like following the queue and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not I'm not either not that yeah. guy. But I have quite a bit of friends that are that'll sit me down and force me to listen and watch for a while
0: sometimes. Yeah. Do you have any 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 wild ones lately? No, I haven't had any while to be honest. Because I'm I'm trying to think of like I
1: wish I did. But oh, I, I really oh, real quick. No,
0: we could we could talk about this um, after go. So, the movement has started um we're, we're actually gonna like try it ryan nelson for mayor is like is that actually a thing i know we were joking about that no so we so we made graphics we were out on the road the other, like a week or two ago sounds like,
1: like his face next to trump and whatever well, well we just thing. put his
0: face on people so like his face is next to kid rock like he's yeah, observing while Bob, Bob, bob's up there talking um and uh we made like the graphic, like Ryan Nelson for mayor, he'll he'll probably show up drunk. Like that's how, fantastic. Bro, the thing is, Ryan Nelson, he, he likes to party and he likes to get a little wild. He's a smart motherfucker when you really start talking. He to him. really is. Dude's got a degree in history. He's he's he knows his shit. The presentation, he gets a little crazy. So oh, it's yeah. tough to it can be a little bit tough like to listen. But you get him on a debate stage with, with the mayor.
1: Oh, he'd go to town.
0: Bro. Like, he might actually do something. Like, bro, like, I'm a believer in, in, Ryan, like, dude, it'd be crazy.
1: Ryan's one of my favorite people, too, because of the fact that, like, you can literally, like, you know he's that way. And so you can, like, say something, like, just around him and then be like, up, oh, I'm out. And you know that, like, anybody that's around him, he's going to be like, wait a second, listen. And then, like, you're going to go out and you're like, ah. And then you go back and, like, feed the fire again. And then you walk away and you're just like, oh yeah, ah, You get, you get Ryan, you
0: get Ryan Nelson going on something. Yeah, he's. He's been he's been a lot of fun, and he was like one of the guys when I first moved to town that I like kind of again I'm not a writer, but I kind of like looked up to like I was like dude, it'd be really cool like hang out with Ryan Nelson because yeah. he was the first guy I ever saw at Whiskey Jam. Who were some of those people for you when you first came into town?
1: When I first came to town, actually, Ryan was one of the first people I saw play at a whiskey jam that I actually went to. Um, other than that, it was uh, I think I saw I'm trying to remember it was, it was I saw Dan and Shay play a whiskey jam one time when they were like starting to take off. Yeah. I, I saw Luke Combs play the Whiskey Jam. Oh, you probably I was, saw Luke Combs was play at, yeah, everywhere. I saw him play a bunch of those. I Revival. saw uh, yeah. I saw uh, oh he yeah, he used to play Revival all the time. I saw Morgan Wallen do the Whiskey Jam when he made his music video. Oh no shit! Yeah, I was out that. I was in the crowd at that one. That was a blast. I saw a lot. Of, uh, I saw a lot of people play Whiskey Jam back in the day. That was that was the place to go. Everybody wanted to play that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people still is. Yeah, it still is. It's a testament to to what Ward and those guys done. Were you at the Ryman thing the other night?
1: I missed it. No, I was actually playing at Live Oak.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I so yeah. Yeah, because I, I went over there. Kepsey was there too and we we went and watched and it's it's crazy. So you've been here eight and a half, so Whiskey Jam's even been here longer than you. Whiskey have. Jam's
1: been here longer than I have, yeah. Crazy. They were uh I mean they were only a couple years in, like I think when I got here, but they were they was still big. Like I said, any like anybody that was anybody wanted to play that and anybody that was anybody did play
0: that. And still, still does, they still to a degree. do to yeah. day. I've, I've never played
1: Whiskey Jam. That's you still haven't? No, nah, it's been one of those things that I've wanted to do forever. I just haven't had music out. There's been no point. Like, once I get some music out, might as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll get up, about. We'll get, we'll get up on that stage and play some do, masturbator do we, do, for a crowd do, of people.
0: Do you have stuff after that song, like ready to go? Like, I have. Uh, I have two other songs
1: ready uh, already after this one. Uh, I'm just kind of debating on whether they're the ones that I want to do. I'm, I'm in the studio quite a bit over the next month, and I'm doing uh, five other songs. Okay. so well. between those it'll be uh, it'll be just kind of like flipping a coin figuring out which ones I want to do them in the right
0: order to put them out in what's what's time. the vibe on them
1: uh one of them's really uh really funky kind of I, I did it with funk that's kind of funny uh one of them's got this really funky feel it was, uh, it was an idea I had uh one night I was sitting down in the basement with Eli and we were trash and he was getting ready to go to bed and, and I think we had the the hey Google playing music and it played uh Brooks and Dunn put a girl in it and he's like, he looks at me, he's like, man, we should write a song like this. And I was like, man, that'd be easy, but like, we just got to like add a different word in there or something, like put a cowgirl in it or something like that. And he goes, I love that idea, let's write that. And he went to bed. And I went out back because I didn't want to keep anybody up, and I hummed a melody into my phone. Excuse me. And uh, at that point, once I recorded three minutes of a melody, I just kind of like started doing words, and I wrote the whole song in like eight minutes and i was like well I'll, I'll i'll throw it to some guitar later tomorrow like after everybody's awake and goes to work and i did the next morning and it's called cowgirl in it and it, it came out cool and i took it to michael funk and nick de leo played guitar on it and it, it just got this like funky vibe that uh, it's, it's a rock song but it's about driving a shitty old truck and all of a sudden it's uh like you didn't you didn't really think it was ever anything and then all of a sudden you put a girl in it and it just shined Cowgirl yeah. got up in there and it was I don't know it's, you'd have to hear the track it's way better than like <laughs> acoustic it's like hey it's all right but like the track makes that song
0: Yeah especially if it's a funky Yeah funky michael funk beat yeah, and yeah. stuff Hell yeah dude that's freaking awesome well do you have anything anything else you want or do you know what I kind of want to oh keep this going until you're done with the white claws. I
1: mean, I can chug them fast if you're trying to cut it off. How, chug them how, fast. how deep are we in?
0: We're about an hour and five minutes oh, in.
1: Damn, that's way longer than I thought it was going to be. What do you think? You I think? don't know. I, I thought I thought it was going to be like thirty minutes. I didn't realize we were what, what, that
0: how has how this lived up to your expectations of your first podcast, your first fucking interview ever? This is
1: badass, man. I've had I've had a ton of. I feel like I'm just talking about myself the whole time. That's well,
0: you. You are the guest. I mean, <laughs> people don't need to know shit. I feel like about that's kind of the point, though. Yeah, it is kind of the point, and. Uh, uh, the 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 good delta 8 goodness man yeah. andrew thank you for that that of delta course. 8s money dude is that what's your what's your thoughts on what, how we do with the rounds when we give that shit out
1: i love that man that's that's well first off that's great marketing everybody like gets to try it and
0: they and they, and love, they it. love it yeah. and they
1: probably all go buy it like right off and the it's bat it's not
0: an addictive substance at no. all so you the can't say we're getting legal, people addicted yeah and it's it's good to go. have you had the uh the pouches yet
1: they have delta 8 pouches
0: Bro, I don't know if I got any. I'm. A, we'll have to look and see if I've got you any did left. pouches.
1: Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. In what kind winter, of witchcraft in, and wizardry in, in, is that? In, in, in wintergreen. I gave one to Kyle Coolahan like at Brian Fraser's like two months ago. I want to say it was like two months I ago. Feel like
1: the guy that invented that went to Hogwarts. I've never bro, even heard of bro, that.
0: Bro, I gave one. I gave one pouch to Kyle Coolahan. Motherfucker was. Out and that's a big dude. <laughs> He's a big guy. He's a big dude who's who's a day. Yeah, His he, party he today. He's day. Yeah, so like he had one pouch and it knocked him out. Now Granny might not be a big weed guy, but um or delta eight guy I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're wintergreen pouches and you pop them in.
1: I'm gonna have to look that up.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get you some. We'll get you some because I gave some to. Uh, Last episode we did was actually with Jordan Rager, and um, I gave him. He gave just him, put out a song the other day. Yeah, too, he did, man. Sad Boy Country. His yep. his whole thing is making country sad again. He just put out a song called Memories. That's I saw
1: his awesome. hashtag a while back. those was Make Country Sad Again. Yeah, like, that he, is epic. Yeah, man.
0: He's been on the road with us with uh, with Trey quite a bit, and he's he's a good good freaking dude. But I gave him so he he enjoyed the, um, the Delta Eight stuff, especially because it's the not psychoactive. Like it doesn't like fuck you up. It gets yeah. you feeling good. Um, and I gave him, there was some, I gotta see if Andrew's got him anymore. The hickory, it's like a hickory smoke. They're like a bourbon, like barbecue kind of thing.
1: That sounds fantastic.
0: That's the flavoring and it's, and it's Delta eight. So like you pop them in, I think there's like 10 milligrams a piece, but it goes right into your bloodstream. Like, like just like like, dip does like dip. Exactly. And instead of the nicotine, you're getting the Delta eight. I love that. It's it's cool. I'm going to see. I, th- I should have a can of wintergreen sitting around. And you guys could listen in if you like to dip, which, if you're listening to me and Mark Oriott talk for over an hour now, chances are you enjoy putting in yeah, a good you're dip. You're
1: redneck. You like a dip.
0: Yeah, I was going to say chances <laughs> are the, the crowd's still there, with <laughs> the exception of probably my mother and Mark's family. Um, oh, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. Oh, I don't know, sure. Did I say anything bad? I don't think so. But I'm saying the dip stuff. Like yeah. they, My mom and your mom wouldn't be putting dip in. No, not at all. But a lot of people listening would would definitely. You my dad guys, would probably try it. But anyway, you can get the Trailside CBD stuff um, and use the promo code ITR twenty percent off. You can get you some uh, Delta Eight pouches. Who are some uh, some people that you really like? Fuck with music wise, like do you like listening to. Like, what you grow up listening to?
1: I mean, I grew up listening to. Uh, it's it's kind of weird. I, I grew up not really. I listened to country music with my dad working on the farm. Like he was big Brooks and Dunn. You know, Garth Brooks kind of got Reba. That kinda, all, that whole era. And, uh, I just, uh, I associated country music with working and I hated it growing up. Like it was one of those things, like I just always was working, doing something, listening to that. And I, my mom was a big, like earth, wind and fire journey, uh, foreigner, that kind of stuff. So that was like the kind of music that I liked. Cause when I was doing that, I was around the house. I wasn't having to do work. You know, it was like, it wasn't that bad. Good times. Yeah, and so I listened to a lot of that kind of stuff growing up, but, um, uh,
0: Who are some people now? Like, who's somebody that you'd be like, I want to go see them play?
1: Nowadays, honestly, I mean, I'll go to any Trey show that's close. I I love Trey's; He puts on a fantastic show, but – uh, if Morgan Wall was playing shows, man. I, I love I love everything every every one of his songs he's put out recently.
0: Is yeah, dude. And what's crazy is I think they're, I mean I, I think, know he had all
1: the bullshit well, go on bro, and whatnot,
0: bro. Yeah, and that is what it is. Um, but I think they're um they're cocking back to launch some more because saw that he's he, been putting he put
1: something on like Instagram a while he's,
0: back because he's been leaking demos and stuff. Like, could you imagine he does it again to like end this year? Like that'd be in, interesting. Like in two years, he does two double albums. Two
1: double albums that are just huge. Like
0: where do you go from that? At that point, you just to tour. The top, I guess. At that point, you, you tour forever. At that point, you just tour forever and do the Garth thing, where you just put out a couple albums and just do you. Yeah. Um. What What other kinds of music? You rock guy, rap guy.
1: I'm a, I'm more of a rock guy than a rap guy. I mean, I, I pretty much listen to anything. Honestly, the, the main things I've been listening to now, like just because of like working and whatnot, I have. Multiple playlists of just like music from like the '90s on. I do a lot of '90s throwback. I'll listen to Sugar Ray like all day Ooh, while I'm sitting. Around that's a vibe, in house, yeah, stuff like that. But I have like such random playlists that go on of just every genre, just playing for people when I'm out. So I'm always like trying to make playlists from doing the
0: job. Oh yeah, like that's, you're people. kind of like DJing, yeah, and you're, MC. You're and MCing while, 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 while steering. A, are you bartender? Or are you we'll do
1: both? Uh, I, 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 honestly, when I'm on the bikes, I don't drive the the pedal bikes too often. Most of the time, I'm bartending on those. But uh, when we're in the giant party bus, uh, I'm usually driving that because a lot of people, you need like a special certification to drive that. And I already had it from like fire trucks and ambulances. So you're just driving a 50-foot truck through town. You just got to
0: watch your corners. The wildest shit you've seen on a party bus. Or do you have to sign an NDA when you work for this? <laughs> you don't
1: have to sign an NDA. The wildest stuff I've seen on the party bus has been definitely like you keep that back window open and – I mean, you tell them to keep their clothes on, but a lot of times they try to party and, uh, like, flash people and have a good time, and then they realize you're up in the cab and haven't been partying with them for a while, and the window's open, so they'll lift up their dress and shove their butts in the back window, and (laughs) there's been some weird stuff that happened on them buses, man. I'm not going to lie.
0: Geez, you ever have a fight on the bus?
1: I have not had a fight on the bus.
0: Knock on on wood. Knock on wood, yeah. Luckily, I haven't
1: had that. Um, The wildest thing that I've seen that's happened on one of those buses was actually Caleb Conrady, and it went viral on the Internet. He was driving one of those big party buses and a, an Uber pulled up next to him and one of the dickheads that they'd had on their bus that was being a jerk the entire time apparently threw an open white claw into an Uber and like hit the people inside the Uber and the driver <laughs> grabbed it and Hitched it back at him and hit the guy in the face Jeez. and broke his sunglasses off. And at that point, like, it was already in park. Caleb was walking around the car and, like, pointed at the guy, like, ah, fuck you, you asshole. You're not doing that. And, like, and, like exactly what Caleb the, would. the say, shitty too. thing is you didn't get to see what happened on the rest of the video because Caleb wasn't going to let him out, like, kick him off right there. So he got into a fight with the Uber driver, like, at that point. So Caleb had to, like, drive him, like, two blocks and turn around a corner and park. And then he was like, you're off. Get the fuck off here, man. Like, you're being an asshole. And, like, so he did boot the guy. It's not like the guy, like, got... Away with it, but every now and again you gotta throw somebody off of being a dumbass
0: jeez yeah what well, what's um what was what's um what was tougher the coyote ugly shit or what you're doing now what was uh, what was more annoying the coyote
1: ugly shit for sure yeah. just screaming at people all the time and like having people like they were too hammered trying to sneak drinks in or whatever trying to sneak drinks out.
0: And people get touchy with the girls. They get touchy too, with the girls yeah. every it's, time. It's like, and then and
1: then you got to like jump in and do that. Or they get mad at you because you won't let them in because they're hammered. And you're like, dude, like, I'm sorry. You can't talk or stand. Like, you're not coming in this bar. Know, it's just, it got, well, you don't respect what I do. You don't know. You don't like me. Like, I'm whatever. Like, and then it just turned into some big knockdown drag out.
0: Yeah. I've been, been, you, you know how it was. You've I, done it. I get that. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's bouncing, bouncing in Nashville, man. So masturbator. It it came out and we celebrated it and had a great time um yeah, on yeah. on Thursday. Thursday night into Friday, man. And um so what's so where can people find more more of your stuff? What's what's the IG? What's the what are the what are the social media handles <laughs> on my, this? My thing?
1: Instagram is uh Mark Orient Music. Uh it's it's Mark with a C M A R C O R I E T Music. Um TikTok's the same thing, Mark Orient Music uh my facebook is i believe just like i think that's actually mark Horry music too i kept it pretty easy the only thing that's yeah. weird on is snapchat i think that's like some old name that i had from back in the day it's like captain crunch it used to be like my gamer tag it's with k's <laughs> k-a-p-n-k-r-u-n-c-h <That's>
0: yeah that's my favorite cereal yeah that's great you're crunch berries guy? oh yeah crunch you, berries
1: are the best thing except for
0: when they murder the top of your mouth you a peanut butter crunch guy I was not a peanut butter crunch guy. Really? Yeah,
1: I'm not a big peanut butter guy.
0: Dude, peanut butter crunch. That's that's like some childhood memories. I have that. And I mean, I, I used to eat that Reese's Pieces cereal. Bro, for, I or just, the Reese's cereal. I eat cereal. one of those. I just feel the cavities that I used to have <laughs> as a kid, bro. It just comes all
1: back, <laughs> rushing back like bad memories.
0: Hell yeah, dude. So that's badass, man. I'm, I'm super stoked and excited for you, man. And uh, thanks for coming and doing this. I oh, mean, yeah, brother, We I talked about it earlier me. in the day, so. Late, late notice, but we've eaten some pizza. We've enjoyed some Delta 8 you, You're into the White Claws. I got the LaCroix. We're having a good time. You cool playing some Masturbator for the people? Hell yeah. You, play, you can play that and play us another song, too. We'll do a do a um, hump right. day, double hump Wednesday. So, while Mark's grabbing that guitar, um, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the In The Round podcast. Big thanks to Mark Orient for joining us today. Um, y'all make sure to check out his music, check out. Um, if you're here in town, go watch him play around. Um, if you're coming to town, try and get on a sprocket rocket and fuck with him so we can have some more stories and uh, and have a good time and party. And uh, make sure you guys check out the new single "Masturbator," um, a song that we've sat around and jammed around the campfire for uh, camp jammed around the campfire with for a long time now. And uh, super stoked that it's out and uh, that you all will get to hear it. So without further ado, once again, shout out to the sponsors, Welltail Media, Saxman Studios, and of course our friends at Trailside CBD, that magical Delta 8, promo code ITR, get your 20% off. Leave a review as well, five stars only, baby, and uh, go out and buy Mark's song on iTunes, damn it, pre-order it. Uh, actually can't pre-order it anymore, it's already out. But um order it on yeah. iTunes and um share it on the share it on the interwebs, you know? Give us give some support to our good buddy here. Now without further ado, gonna let the man himself, the okay. man from Oregon, EMT, damn, I popped really loud there. The man from Oregon, <laughs> uh um, EM former EMT, coyote ugly bouncer, um, and certified <laughs> beer drinker and uh, island party thrower, the masturbator himself. This is Mark Oriott. Y'all have been listening to the In the Round podcast.
1: Hell oh, yeah. All right, here we go. It's probably out of tune a little bit, but we'll make it work.
2: Early in the morning till the sun goes down Every chance he gets, he's out there whipping it out You can ask his wife You can ask his neighbors He's probably all alone Doing it in waiters He's the masturbator With a and reel Knows he's got a big one Every time he feels A bend in the tip A yank of a tug Says you can't call him working When it's something you love He's the masturbator never see him using crickets never see him using worms he's the only one around that seems to know what works every boat that passing is always checking at his dock trying to sneak a peek at what he's got he's the master better with a riding reel knows he's got a big one every time he feels bending bend in the tip Yank of a tug Says you can't call it working When it's something you love He's the master baiter. Yeah, he's the master baiter. Yeah, he'll be pulling them in Cause they can't get enough Yes, practice makes perfect And he's got the right touch He's the master With a riding reel his left one just won't cast it like his right one will He's the master with a riding reel Knows he's got a big one every time he feels A bend in the tip, the yank of a tug Says you can't call it working when it's something you love He's the master baiter. Yeah, he's the master baiter. Ever since they made them Rocky Mountains turn blue, even in and out of die bars having a few. You ain't ever gonna see us put up a fight if you bring Bud Bush or Miller light. Twelve ounce, twenty-four, forty in our hands. Don't matter the brand or the color can. Pop tops twisting off our party plan, shotgun in a man. It ain't an addiction. Damn it, we're fixing to win. Best party trick of the year. Making beer disappear. Yeah, making beer disappear. Faster than Earnhardt at a NASCAR race. Gone in 60 seconds like Nicolas Cage Just barley, hops, and water, but it hits the spot We never need a koozie cause it don't get hot Twelve ounce, twenty-four, forty in our hands Don't matter the brand or the color of can Pop tops, twisting off our party plan in the man It ain't an addiction, but damn it, we're fixing party trick of the year making beer disappear yeah making beer after beer disappear yeah now you see a beer and now you don't now you see a beer and now you don't i said now you see a beer and now you don't Somebody get Copperfield on the phone Twelve ounce, twenty-four, forty in our hands Don't matter the brand or the color can Pop the tops, twisting off our party plan Shotgun a man It ain't an addiction But damn it, we're fixing The win best party trick of the year Making beer Disappear Yeah, making beer after beer Disappear